Let us pray, please. <clears throat> God Almighty, we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Believe in your promise. It is written that you will send your Holy Spirit to guide us to all the truth. Send your Holy Spirit so that we may be <clears throat> illuminated with your light, with the correct understanding of your word. Bless our souls with the reading and exposition of your holy word. You know the, the condition of our souls. You know who we are, what we think, what we feel. Maybe some came with uh, sadness or sorrows or troubles in their minds or souls, or maybe in their bodies with sicknesses. You know the condition of our body and soul. Be gracious and <clears throat> bless our souls according to your goodwill in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Please open your Bibles in the Psalm 42. Psalm 42, I'm going to read the whole psalm before, before our exposition or <clears throat> sermon. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panted my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, for I had gone with, my, with the multitude, I went with them, to the house of the Lord with a voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. <clears throat> O oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites from the hill Mizar. <clears throat> deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy bellows are gone over me. 
Yet the Lord will command his love and kindness in the daytime, and in the night his son shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a sword in my bones, mine enemies reproach me, while they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. <clears throat> the Psalms has been called uh, the anatomy of the soul. You know what anatomy is? In, in, in the medical science, anatomy uh, has to do with all the parts of the body. And those who are studying for being a medical doctor should learn every part of the body. Our body has lots and lots of members, both of what you can see and what you cannot see. That's the anatomy of the body, all the parts of the body. So they call the Psalms the anatomy of the soul because in the Psalms you can find every kind of feelings and, and, and the states of the soul. You can find praises when the writer uh, shows uh, joy and you can find some other Psalms with, uh, written with, with sadness and with uh, sometimes uh, it feels like deception or, or doubts or every kind of feeling and emotion you can find in the Psalms. Even you, you find Psalms in, in where the author is asking God and claiming what is happening. I don't understand what is happening. All kinds of feelings and, and thoughts are in the Psalms. And this is a psalm. And I want to, uh, at first, speak a little about the man David who wrote the psalm. Because he went in life for many different situations. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and maybe when we remember who he was and the things he had to, to suffer and go in, in life uh, may help us to understand this psalm in a better way. You know who David was? Or maybe you have read or heard about it. But the first um, thing I want to, to remember about him, he was the, uh, the younger boy in a big family. 
Israel uh, had his first king, and that king was uh, rejected by God for his disobedience. So God told his prophet Samuel to go to a certain village in Bethlehem to anoint the one who was going to be king in his, uh, for his people, Israel. And then Samuel went to, to, to the house of Jesse, and he had eight sons, eight uh, male sons. And then when Samuel saw the first one, he thought that he was the, the, cho the chosen one. And the Lord told him, no, this is not it. And then they, they brought the next one and the next one. No, the Lord said, uh, those are not the, I mean, the chosen is not this one, not this one. So Samuel had to ask if there was another one. And in 1 Samuel chapter 16, uh, we read in, 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 in verse 11, And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are there all thy children? And he said, There remained yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the, the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down Till he come hide. This first <clears throat> mention of David shows that he was belittled even in his own house. How come you, ha you, are, you are told, uh, Jesse was told to bring all his children, and he bring all, but they think that David, uh, no, he's not that important to be in this important meeting. He's with the sheep. Uh, just tell me, if you were David, and they were calling all your brothers, but you are left there with the sheep. So, how do you feel? You're not important enough to be in this meeting? Then, uh, he was anointed. And that means that uh, the Lord is promising to give him everything he needs to, to be a king, to the office of the king in Israel. Okay, but next I want you to remember another episode in his life. When he um, was misunderstood and misjudged, there was a a bottle, uh, there was a war, <clears throat> and then the Philistines were there, and the people of God, Israel, were afraid of, of them, and they had a, a giant there, Goliath, maybe you know the story. And then Jesse, father of David and, and the other men, uh, asks David to go to the field to know how their brothers are. 
So he goes and bring what the father is sending, the gifts, etc. But look at in Samuel 6, 17, the verse 25, uh, he comes to the to the to the field. And then he asks about the situation, and the men of Israel, it says the word, said, Have you seen this man that is come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up, and it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches, and will give him his daughter, and make his father's house free in Israel. And then his older brother comes saying, you, you have come here just to see the battle. And he's, he's then the object of a, a misjudgment. How do you feel? I just came here to bring you something from my father, and they think that I'm here just because I want to have fun looking at the, at, at the bottle. <clears throat> so he's not under, he's, he's misunderstood, he's misjudged by his brothers. And then I, I have read this, this promises about what it was uh, announced that the, it, it says, the man who killeth him, the, the, the fighter Goliath, the, the giant, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. But, uh, you know, he, uh, he killeth the, the giant and Israel won the battle because of him. But then the girl promised to be his wife was given to another man. How do you feel that if, if that ha happens to you? They promised something. And now they are just, the, the Bible says that, that Saul, the king, decided to bring, to, to give his daughter to another man. That's it. And, and the promise made to David. And so, and, and also, <clears throat> It happened that since that day, David uh, was envied and persecuted. King Saul saw the, the menace that, uh, of, of this young man whom the, the people was so, uh, I mean, the, the people of Israel l loved him because he was a real uh, hero. But then Saul started a persecution and he hated him. And uh, I'm not going to, into all the details, but there were years and years of persecution. David had to run away from the country. And we 
we read that there was a promise for his family. Well, we don't see that promise fulfilled as well. He even had to take his parents out of the country because he was fearing for them that his, that, uh, his enemy, Saul, and his army would harm them. Okay, now that I have just given you a short uh, description of several episodes in, in the life of David, I'm going to, to read this psalm. And I want you to, to look at the different emotions and feelings that are here. Because it is like a battle. This song is like a, like a fight between two things. Feelings or senses and faith. In one verse you will see, you, you need to identify with me who is talking. Your senses, your feelings, or your faith. Let us go to the Bible again. Then Psalm 42. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panted my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? You know, today, or nowadays, a dear, a heart, is, uh, has a very different life than before. Uh, I love to see a deer. If you, if you see a deer, uh, you want to, to approach it, to see it, or to uh, look at it, and even, if possible, to touch uh, the animal. And it was not like that in those times. When you, when you uh, listen, when, uh, when it, it describes... Uh, the, the panting of this heart or deer, he is running away. But why? Why do you think this heart or deer is running away? He's running away from a hunter. And now, he, he, even David, maybe himself was a hunter in the past, or so he's comparing himself with that deer that is being persecuted. And so, just think about you being that deer. They're hunting me. They're after me. Run with all your strength. Run, because if they hunt you, they will kill you. Your food. <clears throat> so he's comparing what he's feeling, what the deer feels. Oh, how he needs water. And how I need God. Do, uh, can you see the, the, the comparison? Your soul is, should feel the same as that deer that is running away and so tired and smelling where is the enemy. Maybe he comes with dogs, or I don't know if, if dogs were used at that time for hunting, but he's being persecuted, and he wants, 
and he needs water. Your soul wants, uh, may, may go through, through times when you feel like that, I need God so badly, but I don't feel it. Like this uh, deer panting after water. He says, my soul thirsted. It's not just any thirst. It's a, uh, that kind of thirst that you feel you're going to die if you don't have a, a glass of water. When shall I come and appear before God? This psalm is probably referring to all those years of persecution. Because David was not allowed to be in, in the house of God. In a tabernacle at that time. And he wanted to go. And I... and. We should think, do you um, appreciate and have the house of God in, in is your um, heart here? Do you see the house of God in being near the people of God as David did? If you don't, you, you're not, uh, you cannot understand those feelings. But a Christian uh, going through, through times of, de of despair and tribulation may understand. A time of tribulation came uh, in recent years when I, I, I don't know how it was here specifically. But in many churches, we were not able to meet together to worship our God. And it was a pain for the true Christian not being able to get together to praise God. But some others were very comfortable at their homes. My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? And in those times of suffering, there are times of suffering for the true Christian. There, there will be the enemy questioning your faith. You see, I'm speaking about suffering. And when I was trying to, to decide what to preach to you, because I, I have preached this about the suffering and depression. You may find here, uh, those uh, subjects here. But then the thought came to my mind, suffering for a church in the United States, they don't suffer. But you see, the Christ told us, in the world you will find affliction. So every Christian suffers in a different way. Yes, we don't, we don't have here the same sufferings or exactly the same sufferings that all the Christians are facing in other places. But Jesus told us 
that suffering and affliction is part of the Christian life. If you are a Christian, and if you ha have not uh, experienced suffering yet, let me tell you, you will. Because it, it is written, in this world, you will face or uh, will get affliction. And then there will be times when you're not allowed to do what you really enjoy, gathering together to praise the Lord, to be uh, among the brethren and listening to his word. So at this moment, the senses are, that, that will never happen again. I'm living very far from the house of God. It, it, it is the situation for David. And then when he's asking, when is maybe never the answer? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude, I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. He might be speaking about uh, one of the, of the holy feasts in, in Israel, but he might also be remembering, just think about the, uh, the victory when he conquered the, the, the giant And Israel was full of joy. They were victorious over the Philistines. And they went and, and praises. And, and even the, 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 the young, uh, the virgins were there dancing and all joy. And that's a nice memory, but it's from the past. Maybe you have felt like that. You have nice memories of your uh, victories from the past or the, the beginnings of your, of your Christian journey. When you had your first Bible, somebody gave it to you, or maybe you, you, you bought your first Bible in the joy of having the Word of God. But that is something, just a memory. There was a time when I was enjoying the Christian life and enjoying church and going to church was a pleasure, but not anymore. Why art thou cast, where, why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Okay, now who is speaking? Now faith is speaking. Because he was feeling so bad and having memories and feeling sad, but now he's talking to himself and, and saying, no, 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 you should, you should not be like that. I shall yet praise him. I shall yet praise God. You see, it is a battle. It seems like sadness and sorrow was winning, but then it goes, faith comes. And no, 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 I know that the Lord is going to take me out of this situation. 
Verse 6, Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of, Herm and of the Hermonites from the hill Mizar. You see, the, the Jordan River runs from north to south, dividing Israel, the, the whole land of Israel. So it seems that like he's in, in a high place. You, uh, you can read ab about that in, in the book of Samuel, when he ran from, for many places, even, even caves. But he was there looking at the Jordan River and feeling very bad. And, feel, and looking at the, at the Jordan River where it starts in the land of, of uh, Hermonites, when, when he, where it starts and goes down. There he is thinking, looking at, the, at nature. There is a good place to think. Uh, to think of God. You see, I am afraid that I've, I've known many Christians that don't appreciate nature as we should because the hand of the Lord is there. And sometimes I, I listen to people, unbelievers, and they, they are like enjoying creation even more than we should it shouldn't be like that because the one we're not just enjoying nature and creation we enjoy uh, God who made that they don't know about it so we should be uh, those times that you go to 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 a park or wherever you can see the creation it should be times for you as David did to think of God who made it but the, the river goes down and uh, falls and everything. He could see the, the falls of the river from that place. And yet it says, verse 7, Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts, all thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Who is speaking at this moment? Senses again. Because what he is talking about is about waves. Just, just think of that. It is a, it's a, uh, you are in the river. You fell down. And then the, the current is taking you there and there. And, and, and you're not able to, to go up and, and take out from the river. That is the situation. Have you been there? When you say, I'm just recovering of this problem and situation. Now this comes to my life again. I was just recovering from that uh, family situation. And now I had that call telling me oh, about some other problem in the family. Wave after wave. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Maybe a financial situation, and you were struggling and trying to, to get out of that, and then you are fired of your job. 
I don't know the, the, the different situations, but the, the, uh, um, the lesson is this. Sometimes in life you will feel like that. That is a problem after a problem and a tribulation after tribulation. And it, at that moment, you don't have, you, you have to be careful because we need to know the effects of suffering, not to be uh, a conquered or being um, affected by depression. Depression. We will speak about that in a moment. But yes, Christians get depressed sometimes. And at this moment, if you, uh, your senses are speaking, your feelings, I think that I cannot stand it anymore. This is not going to... Uh, to end problem after problem in a church if you're, if you're uh, working in, in, in a church I mean as a minister or serving the Lord you will also uh, face times like this fight after fight uh, waves after waves of problems, of suffering. Verse 8, Yet the Lord will command his love and kindness in the daytime, and in, it, and in the night his son shall be with me, and my prayer unto the God of my life. Who is speaking there? Your faith. Then it comes, no, no, no. The Lord will command his love and kindness. He's with me. He's been with me. Oh, since, since the beginning and in my journey, he is with me. He promised I will be with you every day till the end of the world. And then you can, you can feel, you exercise your faith. And even in the night, his song shall be with you. And your prayer unto the God of your life. Can you call God the God of your life? One of the saddest things is to see people who claim to be Christians and God is someone so far from them. They cannot call him my God, the God of my life. But he could. He said, no, no. His song shall be with me and my prayer unto the God of my life. Verse 9 says, I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Then you can see, again, senses are dominating. Your feelings again. Yes, that's true, but I feel awful. Yes, I know all those promises, but I feel awful. I'm depressed. And then you say to God, your rock, why hast thou forgotten me? You know that it's not possible, but you feel like it is. You feel like if God forgot about you, 
in your spiritual senses, because of your faith, you know that's not possible. I am, I am his son, I am his daughter, we are his people, his children. He never forgets about us, he takes care of us, and it's his promise. And you believe that, like it, it is in your mind, but I feel like he forgot about us. Wave after wave. And it says that, Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a sword in my bones, mine enemies reproach me, while they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? So here is not just yourself and your lack of faith, but the enemy is around us. Trying uh, to make us stumble, and he says, where is thy God? And then you, you find someone telling you, oh, is it, isn't it? But you're a Christian. You shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't feel like that. Aren't you a Christian? Don't you go to church, to that church, where you are, uh, yes, you know how the enemy works, so that you may think. And, and why? Why the enemy comes with that, with that, uh, with, with those, uh, it says here, reproach, because you are behaving, behaving as if you had no faith, but you have. If you are a child of God, you have the right faith. And that faith lasts, I mean, makes you persevere. Because of faith, um, when some people speak about someone who lost his faith, you need to understand that he never had real faith. Because real faith never, never ends. You will be... Uh, you, uh, true faith will be proven by the perseverance. I mean, if, if you can say, I have no faith anymore, then you didn't have it at all, at any time. You're just feelings and emotions, but not real faith. So the enemy will send some, someone to challenge your your faith you he will reproach you because it says here as with a sore into my bones mine enemies reproach me while they say daily unto me where is thy god and maybe it will be someone from your own family asking you yeah, you're a christian why do you behave like that why are you so depressed? And, and let me tell you that they are right. We shouldn't be like that. We need to fight, not to be uh, dominated by our senses or feelings. Sometimes at that, at that moment, what, what, what we're reading here is uh, the person that is already depressed because of the sufferings or the problems or, or the tribulation, he is already depressed. And sometimes the remedy is 
just you, you just need some rest. Sometimes you need just uh, a better nutrition, and it doesn't it doesn't sound as, as very spiritual, you know. But the Lord told us. Uh, maybe you can remember the 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 story about Elijah. It is recorded in First Kings chapter nineteen. And it uh, and it the angel says to to this man that who was depressed as well because he he felt alone and lonely in in a whole country where everyone was following false gods and he felt so bad he tells God let me die. I don't want to be here anymore. Nobody loves the Lord. They love false gods and false religions. But then the, the angel of the Lord uh, comes with this advice. Arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. It might be the, the answer from the Lord for you in this moment or in the moment you are so depressed just uh, take some rest and prepare yourself because you're not still there uh, you need to walk some more at this moment <laughs> we see in the last verse again our senses are speaking or he says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? But thank God, this child of God is ending with hope and with faith when he says, Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of of my countenance and my God. I'm going to just uh, um, ask you to, to think of what we have read and see how you can apply these things in your life. Because when you experience sufferings and you, you get depressed, you have the tendency uh, to fall into um, self-pity. And you think that you are the only one who is suffering that much. And that is the weapon for the devil to, to lead you to sin. Or poor you, nobody understands what you are happening. Going through. Nobody understands. And then the enemy, the devil, comes with an offering of sin. And he's a deceiver. He wants you to think that, that uh, sin is like a remedy for your sadness. It is crazy, but it, it is the way he, he works. And he offers you several alternatives, which are sin. 
And it is easier to, to just uh, fall into temptation. But you need to understand, you are not the only one. Stop your self-pity and understand what the Apostle Peter says in, in his epistle, chapter 4. Our brothers everywhere are suffering. In a different way, but all of us are suffering because this is part of our journey. And is the way God is sanctifying his people. And then, as you can see in, in this psalm, also we have the tendency, uh, not just to, to self-pity, to, but to be, uh, let's see if this is a word, hypersensible. <laughs> you see that uh, in that condition, somebody is, is trying to approach you and to help you, but you get offended by everything. He doesn't understand. And so now you are feeling bad because somebody tried to give you an advice and you are offended. And this is because we are controlled by our feelings and emotions and that is not the way. Because if you're controlled by your feelings and emotions, which are like this, they go up and go down. And many, how many Christians live like that? And one day they are victorious and praise the Lord and everything. And the other day, they, are, they don't know if they are Christians at all. But it, it is not how we should live. Because if we do that, we are going to hurt ourselves and... Uh, we're going to hurt some others as well. We, uh, in times of suffering and when we get depressed, have also the tendency to uh, to go away and get along and to retire, I mean to uh, You just want to be alone. You don't want to be with your brothers and in a church. You uh, you stop using the means of grace. That would not help you. you we can read in Philippians chapter four and verse seven. For you. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. But we do the opposite. We go into sinful uh, stress. It is uh, something like that. You, you can read it in. in Luke chapter 12, verse 29. The Lord says, And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. 
This is sin. When you get to that point, you are you have a doubtful mind. You are not uh, following the Lord's command and advice. You are sinning because you are not. And you, that should be careful for nothing, are careful for everything. And many times for things that are not spiritual or, or, or eternal, but for, for this, from this world. And James also tells us, are, are you in trouble? Pray. What, what I'm trying to tell you is that in times of suffering and depression, we tend to uh, not to use the means of grace. And that is what we need. He's, he's telling us, James, is any among you afflicted? I raise my hand. I am afflicted. So what's, what's the advice? Let him pray. Do you? And at that time of depression, because of suffering, some receive a uh, diabolic suggestion. Suicide. You know, uh, I don't know that much about statistics, or, but I've heard that suicide is, has been increasing in, in awful ways. And why? Suicide is, the, um, is a way to say no hope. Do you remember, maybe you have read Pilgrim's Progress? And there was a suggestion when they were trapped. Kill yourself. And even, <laughs> this is amazing. You, you, when you read the, the life of Job in chapter 2, you see that he is facing the horrible situation of the loss of everything and the loss of his health. And the person that you might think you, you can get for, uh, from them some encouragement. Your wife. What is his wife's advice? Do you keep your integrity in these conditions? Kill yourself. Curse God and kill yourself. But, and and that is, that's it. And that is why it's awful to think of suicide. Because it's cursing God and saying there is no hope. But we have read that he is our hope. He is our rock. Sometimes you will feel like you're cast down. But you should ask yourself and speak with your soul. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him. We are not called to a life of comfort or indifference, because that's, the, that's all, also the, the, the answer from the world. And they say, everything is going to be all right. Just don't care. And... They offer you lots of alternatives of 
commodities and, and comfort in this life. We are not called to that kind of life. Entertainment is, in, in itself, it's not bad, but it's being used by the world to, to take your attention. We, you should be using the means of grace, praying, calling upon God. Suffering may be used by God to, to make you more sensible. But for unbelievers, suffering might do what it did for Pharaohs. You, 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 uh, you could have a harder heart. So beware about that. I was telling you that the world offers many and I know that sometimes they, are, they have a very good motivations, but be, be careful because they don't know God. And some doctors nowadays, they are offered, at least in my country, I think it, is, it should be similar here, they are uh, prescribing medicines, you know, um, For people to sleep, not to be anxious, not to be, you know, they have medicines to get you out from depression or, or stress or something bad. And I'm not against uh, uh, the medicines, but I'm telling you this as a warning. If you uh, are depressed or feeling in, in, in that condition, and you know that this pill helps you, then you, uh, you won't uh, pray because you, now you have a pill. But if that feeling of being distressed or something takes you to the holy place, being alone with God, crying out for help, what is better? I'm not saying that, that in every situation I... I, I know that in, in a, a proved medical condition that could be helpful, but it's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing Christians getting depressed and not going to the secret place to be with God and not using the means of grace the church, your brothers and sisters may be with you there praying, crying together. Because that's the church. We should weep together. So, <clears throat> first of all, for this to be, uh, to have any impact in your life, I know that only the Holy Spirit can give you this, that you, when you read the, a, a psalm like this, you can, you can see yourself there. And then you can find there also the answer in those times of suffering. I'm just, I just want to, to ask you a question. Are you overcoming or Uh, did you already 
Se ha rendido usted. No recuerdo cómo decir eso, Drew. <laughs> Have you given up? As, as Christians, we should remember this. And we know that all this, that all things work together for good for them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. And then he also said, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed and thus in us. Are you waiting in the Lord or have you given up? There is hope only in Jesus. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we need you. This congregation needs you. Your children everywhere, we need you. And we believe your promises. And we ask you to forgive us because many times we know, but we act as we don't believe. Forgive our unbelief. Give us strength. So may we can preach the gospel and speak of your love and the power of, the, of Jesus in our life. And may the unbelievers and the world who is watching us may see the work of your Holy Spirit in our lives. Help us to overcome sufferings and depression. Bless this church, and I ask this in the holy name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.